0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Brady Bros, browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's seriously that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Brady Bros.
1: Hello and welcome to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast, where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady, and alongside me is my brother Nicholas. Say Hello hello everybody today is
0: monday february 24th and this is episode 47 and in this episode we're going to try to predict something correctly for a chain roll that intro music
1: And we will kick off today's show with the Boston Red Sox like we always do, and we're going to start on a sad note, so hopefully we can only go up from here. Brock Holt, and this is, uh, to give some backstory here, we recorded last Monday, uh, it was th- uh, it was afternoon, right? It was like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock is when we recorded, right? Because you had the day uh, off.
0: Yeah, it was the afternoon. Usually we record in the morning.
1: So we record in the afternoon. Uh, we're probably wrapped up by five o'clock in the afternoon. I start editing at about nine at night to get the episode up on Tuesday morning. And while I'm editing Brock Holt got traded and we had talked about how we didn't want Brock Holt to get traded earlier that day. So, uh, I mean, um, he
0: didn't get traded. He got signed because he was signed.
1: You're right. He's a but, free agent. But yeah, so yeah. Brock Holt has gone to the Milwaukee Brewers for a guaranteed 3.25 million with a club option for 2021, which you know what that means. He's coming back to Red Sox. next year. Yeah, I didn't – this was – this is like
0: the final dagger shot that they hit in basketball when the announcer's like, it's over, it's over. This is like the point where I was like, man, like I miss so many guys on this Red Sox team. Mookie, you kind of saw it coming. And, I mean, a couple of the other guys, you kind of saw it coming. David Price was a little bit surprised in that L.A. deal, but Brock Holt was just – I mean – not a standout player by any means, not a, not an MVP or whatever, but just the presence I think he had on this Red Sox team in the clubhouse on the field, that type of thing. And the, like, I guess the happiness and humor he provided to us as fans was just so great. So the fact that he's on the Brewers now was like the final punch in the gut for me. It was really, it was tough. It was tough to handle.
1: Yeah. It just, I saw it on Twitter, and I just didn't want it to be real. I was like, please tell me this isn't right. But sure enough, you know, if Boston wasn't going to make a move on him, someone else was going to. But it's just disappointing because Boston spent the same amount of money, if not more, on other people in the following days. So we we could have signed him too.
0: In a way, it kind of makes sense. Like you could kind of see this coming, I guess, because if he – It was like spring training was starting that week and he hadn't signed with a team and you had to have thought like if the Red Sox were going to sign him, they would have done it already to like make sure he was on time for spring training and whatnot. So this kind of makes sense that he clearly has probably had some other stuff like this in the works for a while. It just hasn't been as publicized because he's not one of those like big name, huge market guys like that we've been watching all all offseason.
1: Yeah, and we'll use that to transition over to spring training, which has finally begun. The Red Sox have so far played two games, winning a close one four to three against the Rays, getting blown out yesterday, eleven to five by the Orioles. Uh, the Red Sox—I thought they were making a comeback. I tweeted about this. It was uh, eleven to one entering the top of the ninth, and the Red Sox uh, got one runner on or uh, one runner in off a wild pitch. Someone hit a three-run home run. It was looking like a comeback. I tweeted, maybe a minute later, the game ended.
0: <laughs> we are not good at predicting stuff. We're horrible
1: stuff, at this man. kind of stuff. But You're we... going to notice a theme as we go out uh, go on through the episode here. Yeah, we're going to rewrite all of our wrong predictions from last week. Uh, but some regular names that we kind of got to see, a bit of more so against the Rays than the Orioles. You know, Andrew Benintendi and all these guys in there for a couple of at-bats at most. Andrew Benatendi, Michael Chavis, Jackie Bradley Jr., JD Martinez, and uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, who we have done a bit of talking about, and a couple other pitchers who their names have floated around the last couple uh last couple of weeks or during last season because our pitching was so wild, but nothing uh none of the main guys that we've really talked about.
0: We haven't talked about Bobby Dahlbeck in a minute. Probably since the like middle of last season, right? We we talked about like two weeks ago no okay well was i here yeah did because you we talked did, about
1: how he would do a show without me how he'd play with okay i did do a show without you one time but yeah, it's,
0: it's probably better um so spring training is going on for the next couple of weeks here for me personally i am a baseball fan but spring training just kind of doesn't do it for me it's almost like Oh, I mean, not almost like it really does not matter. You see, you rarely see, uh, even toward the end of spring training when they're trying to get these guys back, the big name guys play for more than a couple innings or a couple at bats or whatever it is. Uh, I really prefer the regular seasons, as I'm sure most people do. Spring training is just sort of like the fun preseason thing that they do. That being said, James and I went through like. For 15 minutes before we recorded just looking at all the Red Sox games this season and picking out the ones we want to go to and we've got a long list
1: yeah so I, I agree with you I mean it's kind of it's hard to really really care about spring training when it like you said it doesn't matter doesn't have any bearing on the season you do get to see sometimes it's fun you get to see those new names come in so if you're the L.A. Dodgers, you get to see Mookie Betts. You get to see David Price. Uh, if you're the Red Sox, you don't get to see anyone new or fun because we haven't ed- made any good signings. That's not entirely true. But it just kind of is supposed to hold you over. But I brought this up earlier, and the Red Sox only have two days between now and the beginning of the season that there won't be some kind of baseball on.
0: Hear that, baseball fans? Your, uh, your addiction can... Finally, be quelled. I don't know if that's the right word, but no, nope, probably is.
1: <laughs> I think that's right. Quelled.
0: Yeah, I think it means like
1: fulfilled. Put an end to, typically by the use of force, subdue or silence, suppress.
0: Okay, so maybe not the
1: best not, word. Not, to not use. the connotation we were looking for, but I guess. But the right um. Kind of. We'll go with fulfilled. Fulfilled. That's a good one.
0: Welcome to Grammar Lessons on the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast.
1: There could be a lot of those. Anyways, uh, this was a question I was going to pose to you. I don't actually know if you've looked at this or not, uh, which will determine, yeah, how the rest of that conversation goes as his as his cursor goes over it. So I was going to bring up, Boston has a huge amount of money still tied up in old contracts, uh, about $50 million to Rosny Castillo David Price, Pablo Sandoval, and I did include Dustin Pedroia because yesterday, unfortunately, he was downgraded to the 60-day injured list. We got about $50 million due this year to pay those guys, and how do you think we deal with some of these contracts?
0: Dude, I hate to be the ADHD squirrel here or whatever, but have, did you scroll down on this link you said? Yeah. Or sent, rather? under 2020 deferred salaries manny ramirez yeah yeah was he supposed he's 48 was he supposed to like be on a contract right now
1: no but i think you can like it's deferred so it means he didn't get paid then he got paid later so we still owe manny ramirez uh just over two million dollars but that does not count against our active payroll
0: that's weird huh sorry i got super super distracted there when i saw his name yeah the Pedroia the Pedroia news sucks obviously yeah and I kind of thought when he suffered a setback a couple weeks prior to spring training that he might he might call it like he might just you might bite the bullet and retire which sucks because uh, he's you know a long time Red Sox a guy that's been on multiple championship teams now and uh someone you hate to see go but at some point he is he is getting older he's 36 uh he's been battling with this what is it a knee
1: a knee injury for the last two Two, three three years
0: so i i'll be interested to see if he if he plays this season
1: yeah i think at this point he just he feels like he has something left to prove by coming back and i don't know that's really true i think I think he's had such a good career with the Red Sox that it's really unfortunate if this were how it ended, but I don't I, think anyone's going to sit there and be oh, he couldn't make a comeback. I mean, I think was, that's
0: probably what he's thinking in his head. Like he doesn't want to end on, I mean, the last time he played in a season was he played for he play, three games, three games last year, two he, seasons he ago, maybe I don't know. It's, oh yeah, it's, he didn't. He didn't play at all last year, D.
1: I don't believe so, but I could
0: be wrong. Yeah, my guess already. is he just wants to end. He doesn't want to end on this injury. He wants to get back, even if it's play for a couple months toward the end of the year, uh, hopefully go on some sort of playoff run this year. My guess is once he gets you know a, a decent amount of games under his belt one year, that's when he'll call it. So all the best to him, I guess, in a, a speedy road to recovery. We're still paying him a ton of money.
1: Yeah. I was, I was going to bring up probably see an Ichiro kind of situation here where last year he goes, starts the season with the Mariners where they do play in Japan. And he, he says, that's that's my time to call it. So he really only played like four games with the team last season. But I feel like Desmond Pedroia, yeah, especially even the role he's assumed now where he's almost become like, they refer to him almost as like another coach. I think he'll be in the organization. I think if if... The Red Sox were smart. They'd already start transitioning him towards that role. I think that's the the uh, smart thing to do. But anyways, yeah. So some other contracts. We owe Rusty Castillo, I think, like $13 million, who's been in the minors. We're on the last year of that deal. Uh, We owe him $14.3 million. Yeah, holy cow. We owe David Price. Who is that? Uh, He was supposed to be a big-name prospect. We paid him a bunch of money, and then he never panned out. Uh, So this is the last year I have to pay some of that money, I believe. David Price, we still have $16 million of his contract. We still owe Pablo Sandoval $5 million. So Price
0: should be off. That's the last year of this, of that salary, right?
1: Is that true? I don't know because he signed a seven-year deal a couple years ago. So I think, I don't know how much of his contract we assume. But I believe the Castillo and Sandoval deals are both done this year, which is about, Almost $20 million more to $20 million. spend.
0: million. So
1: bring back Mookie. Bring back Brock Holt. We've probably talked about baseball for way too long. Sign uh, a closer. Sign a closer. Our pitching still looks awful. The, the, the nine uh, pitchers. Hold on. Who a, a closer yesterday? did
0: get announced. A closer did get announced. Is it was a Workman. Brandon Workman? Yeah.
1: It's either Brandon Workman or Matt Barnes. I think it was Workman. Like, they have good people, but it's just. As much as I, I nearly had a heart attack every time Dirty Craig stepped onto the mound, he was the best closer hey, in baseball. Hey, hey, he never let up a run. He didn't. He, no, he, he, never didn't he never blew never a save. Blew he never blew a save. He definitely let up a lot of runs. Yeah,
0: sorry, sorry. False, game, false information. i pretty sure
1: Game 4 of the World Series, he let up like a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, but we didn't lose. We didn't, we didn't lose. Well, that's
0: it. All right, yeah, let's uh, transition out of baseball here into the Boston Celtics, who... Uh, Coming off a strong, uh, or coming off the All Star break, looking pretty strong, I guess. Got my words mixed up there. That seems to be the theme of today. But uh, back on, oh, what what day did they play the Timberwolves? Thursday. No, just keep. Friday. It's Friday. Sorry. Friday. Friday. Uh, Daniel Tice having a career night on Friday with 25 points, career high, and 16 rebounds, also a career high. To help lead the Celtics to a win against the Timberwolves, Uh, and then more recently, last night the Celtics battled it out against the Los Angeles Lakers in LA, unfortunately losing by two points. I don't. I was on the bus when that game was going on, as were you. I'm pretty sure. So all I've heard was this game game
1: was a load of crap. Really? Yeah. Everyone's complaining about the refs. Uh, Apparently.
0: morning that was like oh it was like really great battle between the Celtics and Lakers in LA or something must have been ESPN
1: yeah of course um but no there's a picture there's a still picture posted on Twitter and it was like this was called out of bounds and it's one of our players with the ball and both feet clearly in bounds, and so oh, huh. all, everyone who responded to that tweet just did the Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry picture, yeah. yeah, I was almost gonna do it, and then I realized that wasn't even close to original at that point. But yeah, so apparently there's a bunch of really bad calls in this game, which I guess you're gonna see when you fall. Everyone who just likes the Celtics, uh, a bunch of like-minded people on Twitter, but bunch of die-hard. I mean, fans, yeah. apparently there's a lot that went the Lakers' way. And it kinda sounded like some crap. And to lose by two points and you think about, oh, there's at least one call that they got really wrong, which changed possession of the ball. And
0: uh wait a second. You're so you're telling me the Los Angeles
1: Lakers. One because of the refs. One yeah. because of the refs? That's, That's crazy. unheard of. Unheard of. Uh, on
0: Un- the uh, unfortunate loss aside, Jason Tatum has been continuing to absolutely tear it up. He's
1: too good.
0: Forty-one points last night against the Lakers. He had twenty-eight against the Timberwolves uh, on Friday last Friday, and then thirty-nine against the Clippers. Uh, coming was that that was the game uh, was just prior all- to the All Star break. Yeah, that was two Thursdays to- ago. OT. I think we might have mentioned that last week. But I he is continuing to. Just play at an incredible level. He leads the team in uh, average scoring, averaging just about 23 points a game, 22.9. That is ahead of Kemba Walker at 21.8 and Jalen Brown at 20.3. His uh, three-point percentage, I almost said free-throw percentage, is just under 40%, while his uh, regular field goal percentage is sitting right at about 45%. I mean, he gets some rebounds every game. He snags uh, snags some rebounds, rather. Gets some assists every game. A couple of steals. So we're looking at a superstar in the making, seriously. Yeah, I don't know how many times I, we're going to say it.
1: I think he's almost just already starting to surpass like the all-star status and is becoming a superstar. And this is something we should look up soon, probably not this episode, and, and talk about is his contract. I don't know. He's still got to be on a rookie deal. But it we might have to pay year. him all of whatever, the money. Whatever you want. Whatever all you of want. the money to keep him Whatever he want. wants. And, and to go back to what you said, uh, bringing up Kemba, it's probably because Kemba's missed some games with injury, including last night against the—or yesterday against the Lakers. So it was a tough battle without one of our key players. And to lose to what everyone's considering the best team ever or whatever, I don't care, uh, by only two points without one of the best players on your team— we beat the Lakers earlier this season by a decent amount, so I'm not really too worried about it.
0: That game must have been at home, right?
1: I think so, yeah. Throws us, throw us against home, them in a seven-game series. Game I like, over. I like, our,
0: I like our odds.
1: But how great, like, the the comeback of this Lakers-Celtics rivalry. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was probably uh, ESPN or the NBA who posted it. It was one of those, like, build your team for. $15, and there's like one player from five, four, three, two, and one dollars. And it's yeah. just Boston Celtics and LA Lakers from the last 20 years. And you could build just incredible teams looking at the talent that these two teams have had for the last 20 years. And if that rivalry can come back and I can watch every single player on this Celtics team dunk over LeBron's stupid balding head, I'm so down.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. That. I wonder what the odds are for that final matchup cuz they got to be pretty decent.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel like both teams the, really The could Lakers, make the Lakers are
0: definitely the favorite coming out of the West and the Celtics are probably the third favorite out of the East after With... the Bucks and we might be ahead of the Raptors now. I would say
1: we're ahead of the Raptors. I don't know. In terms
0: of odds, I don't think terms we are in the
1: odds. Standings. Yeah, no, standings were behind them. Speaking of uh Celtics sitting at third in the East, 9 games back from the Bucks. I don't. I mean, we talk about this pretty much every week, so we won't really break it down. We're behind the Bucks and the Raptors. Going I don't back, think
0: there's any chance of getting that first seed, unfortunately. I just think the no. Bucs are, are... I mean, we're
1: past the All-Star stupid. break and everything, so...
0: Yeah, we gotta. I think it's time to start shooting for that second seed. Then we get to play, you know, an Indiana Pacers, a Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, that type of team. A team that
1: I team. am not even close to worried about in a seven-game Two the, series. The, the,
0: the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic are... Sitting at the seven and eight right now, and they both are under five hundred.
1: Yeah, Magic by is a joke.
0: <laughs> the Magic by eight games.
1: <laughs> oh, good god!
0: <laughs> yeah, and the next closest team is the Wizards, under it by fifteen games.
1: Jeez, just Bradley Beal's shoulders hurt after. Yeah, after that one, but yeah. So I think, like you said, the seeing the Celtics Lakers in a finals would be amazing i would love that
0: uh and realistically the the lakers probably are gonna make it the only team i see beating them are the clippers i would
1: say i don't know i feel like the lakers i don't know
0: i I don't think the the odds
1: are there because everyone wants them to but i don't i don't necessarily think they're the most talented team in the west but that's just me
0: i don't think so i think they're the team that goes to the finals though that'd be my pick
1: I do know. Them against the Clippers in a seven-game series would also... The Battle of LA for seven games, that would be really insane. You
0: think Russ and Harden in Houston can share the ball enough to beat the Lakers in seven games? I doubt it.
1: No. <laughs> We're going to have a real Chris Paul situation on our hands pretty quick.
0: Yeah, and the Denver Nuggets are second technically, but I just don't see them beating the Lakers in, in seven games.
1: No, I guess you bring up a point there.
0: That being said, we are looking away to the future... Uh, I think we can pretty much wrap up the Celtics. That has been it thus far. And before we flip it to the other half of the TD Garden, a
1: quick word from our sponsor. And we will bring it back with the other half of the TD Garden, the Boston Bruins, who we're going to say they're still doing pretty well. Uh, obviously fresh in our minds, an absolute beat down. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks kind of bested us the other night, 9-3. to three. We don't really need to talk about that game. It was just a bad night. That I am just gonna end on that. It's a bad. It was a bad night. The only positive to come of this, David Pasternak, just still, despite everything else going wrong, doing David Pasternak things, netting two goals, becoming once again the league leader in goals with forty five. He's insane. He's too. I He's twenty three. He's 23. 23. So we've talked about David Postrock, who's 23. Jason Tatum, who I believe is 21 or 22.
0: 22.
1: Nicholas, what the hell are you doing?
0: Dude, I'm making a podcast about him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the people who are the same age, but... Do nope, it. sorry, Jason Tatum's 21. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, this Bruins team, you're going to see a hiccup here and there. That's That's what it comes down to. But. Again,
0: this is like I feel like I missed two of the more important games for the Celtics, or one important game for the Celtics in the Lakers game, and this important game for the Bruins. they were just both on at inconvenient times, unfortunately.
1: Unconvenient. So- That's
0: new. Inconvenient. Un- there it is.
1: I don't know. Unconvenient. So this shows a dumpster. Keep going.
0: <laughs> okay. But like the Vancouver game started at uh, 10 p.m. and I just remember kept getting notifications while I was lying in bed trying to go to sleep, and each one just like I was like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. But uh apparently I saw some stuff that they like, they were pretty tired. They just spent five or four games rather on on the West Coast. So uh or that was their third That was their, that was their third game on the West Coast. Fourth game of the road West trip. Coast so Canada, it's been a yeah. whole a whole week traveling uh and then a, another back to back again. So it's yeah. going to happen. It sucks. Uh this is the first time they've lost by more than 3 goals all season. The only other Two times were against the Pittsburgh Penguins last month, I believe, and then there was one other team. I want to say this it was is either Sanders, the-
1: you lost five to two.
0: That's it. And oh, there was another four to one loss. So a I couple, but nothing think, like yeah. this. I think we kind of just can forget this. We can chalk this up to some fatigue, maybe, uh being on the road a little bit. That being said, they are homeward bound now with the games this week, Tuesday against Calgary at home. So another look at Calgary team. We beat four to three on Friday. And then home on Thursday versus the Dallas Stars before heading to New York
1: next weekend. I was gonna say even then staying close to home if you're just going to New York and then working the West Coast uh, or pardon me East Coast. Looking down the line, we got Tampa Bay, Florida, and then Tampa Bay at home again. Philly, Buffalo coming up, so we got some good closer to home matchups. And I think yeah, it's a long, very long Canadian road trip out there. West Coast, it's far away.
0: Still on a tear? I'm trying to look
1: right now. Probably. Uh if you wanna if you wanna look at that for a second, I can uh, talk yeah. about Uh they've lost two in a row, so I think they're their big winning streaks over. Well it must be if they've lost. Um where do we sit for points if you have that information in front of
0: you? Ninety points leads the hang on. Leads the NHL by five, Tampa Bay with the next close to eighty five, Washington after that with eighty two, the blues tied with them with eighty two. So still got a great handle. Uh, we're second in goal differential, and we have even played like two less games than. Well, these are a lot of the bottom teams actually, so they're getting their losses out of the way, thankfully.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we'll use that to transition over. If the, I mean, the, the, I'm just gonna start over. What the NHL think? posted a little thing on Instagram the other day saying, if the playoffs started today, they laid out the playoff bracket, and if the playoffs started. I guess that was as of yesterday, the 23rd of February, the Bruins would be matched up against the New York Islanders, and then if they won that matchup, would move on to play the winner of Tampa Bay or the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to be honest, I'm fine with that matchup. I'd like to see us play Toronto in the first round, because that's always such a good matchup. We talked about rivalries with the Celtics, I'm going to keep calling back to old stuff in this episode already. But toronto and boston playing in the first round of playoffs it's a tale as old as time in boston always comes out on top
0: yeah i mean if ideally we just go i don't even know if this is possible because the oh this definitely isn't possible because the canadians suck yep but i like your ideal path through the playoffs is toronto slash canadians first round second round Whoever you didn't play in the first the, round. Whoever you didn't play in the first round. And then third round, you usually end up with someone like Tampa Bay, maybe Washington, or even Philadelphia sometimes. So honestly, any of these matchups are gonna be good. I'm looking at the teams that are gonna make the playoffs. You got Washington, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. I think we can probably find some beef between uh definitely against Philadelphia and even Washington and Pittsburgh. And you've got Tampa Bay and Toronto. Uh wildcard teams are looking like pretty close race, the top what is that five teams there all separated by six points or less so i mean you're looking at the islanders the hurricanes the uh columbus uh, the blue not the blues uh the blue Blue jackets Jackets. sorry that's it their logo's a star it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't and then the rangers so we're just gonna have to wait and see what did i I counted before 21 games left does that sound right or was it 19 19 19
1: yes so that was yesterday was three quarters away through the season And then, I don't know, it looks to me like the Eastern Conference is a lot more stacked this year than the Western Conference. I mean, you talked about the Blues having an incredibly good record, but, I mean, other than that, the Canucks, you know, Oilers are up there. I'm looking at this playoff bracket, so I don't know the exact happenings of each team here.
0: Uh, the Canucks yeah. are third in the Pacific. I uh, have the actual standings open.
1: Yeah, Vegas. I mean, a couple of okay teams up there, but nothing compared to the power of, you know, you see the Capitals, the Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the teams who have been crazy good this year, a lot of them in the East. So going to be a tough road to the Cup uh, when the time comes, assuming hopefully the Bruins are around, uh, unless they lose 19 straight. I don't think Knock that's on possible. Knock they, Well, They're even good. if they did that, We'd probably somehow still make it into the playoffs, but uh, yeah, we the, might not. Actually, the, the Bruins yeah. are crazy good, and we got 19 games left. Hopefully, we can get some momentum heading into the playoffs. Once we get closer, I'm sure we'll kind of have an idea for where we're gonna finish, who we're gonna be matched up. Oh yeah, that they that don't even
0: have like they don't even have a example playoff bracket on.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, guessing like no one's stadium. no one's clinched, no one's done anything yet. I'm trying to find what was I just gonna look for.
0: The last last game of the season, Uh, but I shut the schedule. Hang on, April
1: fourth. I believe it's April fourth. Yes,
0: April fourth at home versus the Carolina Hurricanes. So
1: we end against the Blues on the second, and then the the Canes on uh on the fourth to wrap up the season. It's crazy that's like it's close enough to talk about.
0: Six weeks of uh, regular season
1: hockey left, and then comes our favorite time of the year. I would say, well. Some of our favorite time of the year:
0: playoff hockey, playoff hockey, playoff. playoff. What's the other sport?
1: Basketball, Basketball. <laughs> baseball. Just normal baseball, but baseball,
0: but baseball. Uh, yeah, that pretty much. The Bruins are good. The Bruins are still good. Don't freak out about <laughs> a nine to three, nine to three loss against the. Yeah, Vancouver. heard it
1: year first. The Bruins are still good at hockey.
0: Yeah, don't let anyone tell you differently. Uh, now we will transition to what is going to be. Uh, pretty much is just a correction segment of everything we said last week. Uh, if you remember, last week we kind of broke down some hypotheticals about Tom Brady and the Patriots, uh, who we want to see on the Patriots in terms of receivers and tight ends. Uh, we mentioned a couple quarterbacks that, or one quarterback in particular who might be retiring. He's not anymore. Uh, James, I'll let you take us through this kind of since you're the you're the football guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Coming over to the football corner, we got, but no, Greg Olson to the Seahawks, a pretty dumb move in my opinion. Greg Olson, we already went over this, the most expensive tight end who was a free agent out there on the market. Going to a Seahawks team who already has Jacob Hollister, former Patriot, who looked to be pretty promising towards the end of the season as well as Will Disley, who was an absolute force on this Seahawks offense before suffering a, uh, not career, geez, a season-ending injury. Um, but if those two guys come back anything like they were last season, you don't see a lot of three tight end sets. You don't need this third guy. So he's taking up a lot of payroll for a Seahawks team who could probably see more improvement. You know, dump that into the uh, you know offensive line, dump that into another star on defense. As you've seen this whole like legion of boom fall apart over the last four years. But with a lot of money tied up and now Greg Olson, Russell Wilson has a huge contract. It'll be interesting to see how the Seahawks team... They, they're usually pretty good. I expect them to be good next year. But Greg Olson, not a great move if we're looking at it. Bouncing over the other thing you referenced earlier. Drew Brees is coming back next season to the New Orleans Saints. Break it down, Nicholas. What do you think this means for both Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater? All right,
0: don't know a lot about Taysom Hill. I know he's kind of like
1: everything. He's he plays every position. That yeah like... okay, so that's
0: pretty incredible. So I don't know about him. Teddy is def. This means Teddy is definitely shopping around for another team where he can start. I think he proved. Nope, not I think he definitely proved to many people this year when Breeze was out that he could start and be uh, a very successful starter in a football team. I wouldn't be surprised to see him shop around. Uh, I don't know if if I've heard, I feel like I've heard this somewhere, but I almost like think Tennessee might be a good fit or something. So like one of those teams that's on the cusp of like a good playoff run. Uh, that being said, I guess the Titans did have a good playoff run this year, but you know, uh, one of those teams on the cusp of being a, a very good team, if they could just kind of figure out that quarterback position. Cause I don't know if Tanner Hill is that, is that
1: guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those teams that you really don't know what the quarterback situation looks like. You got like you mentioned that, means that the Colts need a quarterback, I'm pretty sure. The Las Vegas Raiders need probably need a quarterback. But I think for the sure. Cleveland this mean, Browns need a quarterback. <laughs> I think for sure this means Teddy's Teddy's gone. If I had oh, a guess yeah. for sure. He's
0: gotta be the I mean Saints fans immensely happy, I'm sure that Breeze is back, but Teddy Bridgewater, you gotta be thinking, okay, he's on the phone with his agent. Find me a
1: team where I can start. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like yeah, as you much as think you're happy to starter? see Breeze no, I think he's a starter, but as much as you're happy okay. to see Breeze come back, Teddy Bridgewater clearly worked for the Saints. He's, you
0: think they keep him around
1: another year he's, under Breeze he's Young? He, Breeze is one of the best in the game right now. I mean, legacy wise, gonna go down as one of the better quarterbacks who's ever played football. But I don't know. I think with this move, they don't have enough money to pay Teddy Bridgewater what he wants. So I, I assume Teddy Bridgewater's gone. Taysom Hill, I feel like it's the bigger question mark because he went on this whole tirade of "I'm gonna be a, an NFL quarterback," even though he's played like tw- maybe twenty snaps at quarterback. I that's I, just a number I pulled out of nowhere. He had
0: some crazy. He had some crazy plays in the playoffs, but, though. I mean. Right?
1: Yeah, he takes snaps at quarterback, but then he runs it half the time, or he's a receiver, he's on specialty, he does everything. I think if you're any other team in the NFL, you keep Taysom Hill as that gadget player, you don't try to up him to this quarterback position, because I think that's where he's the most dangerous, because you saw plays where he could run it for 20 yards, and then they'd think they're running it with him, and he'd pass it, so I mean, keep I say keep him around in that position where you he's a wild card. You never know what you're going to get when you see Taysom Hill on the field. And I think he's better suited that way than he is as a, as a full-time quarterback, which he really hasn't proven yet.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be happy with that, unfortunately, though. I think it's pretty clear that he wants to be a quarterback. That being said, I can definitely see you know some people taking a risk on this guy at quarterback, maybe a, a John Gruden, if you will. Seems like the type of thing he would do. Some crazy uh,
1: scheme in his mind.
0: I don't know. You've got a couple decent quarterbacks coming up in the draft. The number one guy, obviously, Joe Burrow. But there are plenty of teams that could use a change at quarterback, as I previously mentioned with the whole Bridgewater thing. So I don't think he's proven himself at quarterback, like you said, considering how few snaps he's played. And he hasn't even played any actual games at quarterback, if you will. He hasn't
1: started any games at quarterback. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but... I feel like there might be a team out there desperate enough, uh, a, a Cincinnati Bengals or something along that lines, to to kind of take a risk on this guy. And I I don't know. I don't think it'd be pretty if he started the whole season. At, I think he'd be benched pretty quick within like five or six games.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think any of those teams you kind of mentioned towards the end, like the Bengals, they're going to be looking to draft their next talent. They're not going to be looking for a 30-year-old Taysom Hill. That's the crazy thing that, no one really remembers, including myself, that he's 30 years old. He's been around forever just on special teams, and it's just recently that they started using him as an everything player. But I don't know. I I, I agree. I don't think he's, he's fit to be a full-time quarterback. I think he works better in his jack-of-all-trades position, but I guess we'll kind of see where that goes. And that's really it. I love that this is a Patriots segment. But we haven't talked about the Patriots at all because literally nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. That's that's it that's for Patriots. It, Tom Brady's still no one knows what's going on with him. Patriots haven't signed anyone. That's that. Yeah, watch uh
0: watch Bridgewater and Taysom Hill both now. Stay with the Saints that we've said that. Oh, of course I it's
1: only fitting. It's only fitting at this point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Patriots need to sign a receiver. That's that's the next step.
1: Patriots need to sign a Tom Brady. I, I mean, that's, that's going to that's happen. Of course, everyone knows that's going to happen. Come on, don't be sure, it. guaranteed. Yep. Let's not say that because we don't have wait, a great wait. record. Oh with yeah, these we've things. been
0: wrong. On... There we go. We've been wrong on everything, so I can't really say that. I guess. Let's uh, hope Tom
1: Brady just exists. Well, yep. Good. Is that where we're? Uh, is that where we're leaving it? Tom Brady will hopefully be an NFL quarterback next season. That's that's about as in-depth as we can go. Because if he we really be. start guessing, it's it, everything will go against it's, us. It's just that. We it's don't have a good, a good record on this show for no. making predictions.
0: No, not at all. Um yeah,
1: that's it for Patriots. We uh, like I said, there's really nothing has happened. We suck
0: at predicting stuff. And that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you did enjoy, please leave a like, a thumbs up. Uh, I don't even know, five stars. How do you rate podcasts nowadays? Depends on on
1: the platform. Whatever
0: platform you're listening on, leave a comment, leave a rating, tell your friends, tell your parents. Tell your dog. We don't really care. Uh, tell someone. That'd be great just so we can help spread the word. If you want to keep up with us on social media, our Instagram is Brady Bros Boston. Our YouTube is Brady Bros. My Twitter is Brady Bros Nick. James's Twitter is James B underscore
1: Boston. James, anything else to add? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you guys once again for listening to the show. We're on the cusp of a lot, I would say, in terms of the seasons going on close to playoff hockey. We're close to playoff basketball. We're close to baseball coming back. We're gonna have a lot of really interesting, good stuff to talk about coming up. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, whatever platform you listen on that way, the show always shows up without you having to do any work. Yeah, pretty much wraps it up for me for our social medias. Keep up with us on and off the podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll pass it back over to you. See ya.